Hey guys, it's Caleb Hickson, the college director here at the Paradox Church. Glad that you are here. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the spiritual discipline of fasting. Alright guys, welcome back to the College Podcast. Glad that you are here with us. Uh, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening. I hope that these have been a benefit to you, and and I would love to hear back from you on uh, what you have taken from any of these podcasts, how you have been implementing some of these spiritual disciplines into your own life as we are all displaced across the country because of coronavirus. Uh, and, and something that I wanted to touch on before we get into the spiritual discipline of fasting is this idea of spiritual disciplines. We, we, I talked on it uh, the first week a little bit, uh, but I wanted to just come back around to why we're doing this. Why are we going through these spiritual disciplines and what's the point and purpose of all of this? I would say the, the point and purpose is to, to try and give you guys the tools to be able to navigate uh, your, your quarantines. Uh, whether you are at home, whether you are here in Fort Worth, uh, your life now looks drastically different. And so because of that, we want to be intentional about pressing into these disciplines. And, 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 and just a side note, disciplines sometimes can get a, a bad rap in, in our hedonistic culture where we hear the word discipline and we're like, oh, I don't like that. And so if you, don't, if you don't love the term spiritual discipline, that's okay. You can use spiritual habit. You can use uh, practices of Jesus, however you you want to use, because what these are is it, it's looking at the life of Jesus, seeing the things that that He did, and then trying to implement them in, in into our life. Uh, and just like you would discipline yourself if you are going to begin to to work out, have a workout regimen. The the thought and idea is that we would then discipline ourselves, uh, form habits in our life that are going to lead us into more joy by following Jesus. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we've, we've tackled a couple in the previous weeks. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about fasting, about what is fasting, uh, how, where do we see it in the scriptures, why is it important, and, and how could you particularly start fasting in your own life. Um, and so that's where we're going, but I wanted to, to touch on why we're doing the habits, why we're doing the spiritual disciplines uh, before we get into fasting. So let's go ahead and define fasting. So what is fasting? Fasting, uh, the way that I'm going to define it is a temporary renunciation of something that it in and of itself is good, like example, for example, food, uh, in order to intensify our expression of need for something greater. Uh, that 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 something greater, uh, namely, should be God and His work in our lives. And this is this is how uh, John Piper uh, defines fasting. This is a, a definition that I like to use when working with fasting because I think that it uh, it is broad enough to be able to apply to to a lot of different things. But but what it talks about and what what it really uh, like centers around is this idea of intensifying our expression of a need for God. Because when you read the Bible, when you read the New Testament, there's there's nowhere in the New Testament that fasting is commanded. There's nowhere in the New Testament that we are uh, commanded to fast. Uh, Jesus never once says, "Thou shalt fast." However, uh, the the idea of fasting is is not even though it's not a command, it's an it's it's an implied expectation. 
Uh, and we'll get to some of the passages of Scripture here in a minute where, where that expectation is, is implied, and, and I'll show you that. But, um, but, but we need to know that, that when we look at the life of Jesus, when we read the, the Gospels and we see Jesus fasting, when we see him uh, retreating to the, to the mountains, when we see him praying, uh, we, we don't need to wait on a command to say, thou shalt pray. No, Jesus says that when you pray, you should pray like this. It, it's not a. Uh, it's not a. You have to have a command. It, in the same way, you guys, you don't need a command to brush your teeth. Uh, you you know that it's good. You've been taught that it is good, and so the New Testament is operating under this assumption that that we we know and have been taught that fasting is is in a, a part of the believer's life. And so Jesus will go on to say, uh, when you fast, uh, he, he never says that thou shalt fast, but he will say when you fast. And we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Um, but, but in our current cultural climate, the word fasting is actually kind of in, in trend right now a little bit with, uh, this idea of intermittent fasting. If any of you have, uh, dabbled in keto or have studied it at all, you, you know, uh, this, this, there's a dietary trend called intermittent fasting. Uh, and so what I want to do is I want to kind of separate these two ideas a little bit because when we talk about fasting, we're not talking about uh, a diet. We're not talking about you doing something that's going to have a, a physical benefit on you. Now, you, this, the, your, your act of fasting may have a physical benefit, but that's not what we are fasting for. So if, if you... Uh, if you hear someone saying they are fasting, but they're not, uh, they're not doing that with the expressed intent of intensifying their need for God, then they're not fasting for the purpose of holiness. They're not fasting for God. They're just simply doing a diet. Um, without, and, and, and I think the, the, the big, the big thing that I'm trying to get across here is that, uh, fasting without prayer is, is a diet. Uh, I believe John Mark Comer says, said uh, in one of his books that, that you can fast without praying. It's just dumb. It's just dumb to fast without praying because you're not actually participating in that spiritual discipline. You're participating in a physical discipline. And so th what we're not trying to talk about today is how you can uh, skip breakfast and uh, and not eat from 7 p.m. the night before and then be able to eat from 11 a.m. The, the next day and be able to lose a few pounds. What we're talking about is abstaining from something. And, and we'll, we'll use food as an example today, even though you can abstain from a lot of different things, but abstaining from something so that you can intensify your need for God so that you can feel it physically that you need God and that you can then begin to pursue him spiritually. So this is the idea of, of fasting. Uh, and, and when we read scripture, like I said, Matthew 6, 16 through 18, Jesus says, and when you fast. And so he, he's not... He's not saying that, that we, we should fast, but, but he is rather operating under the assumption that we know we should fast, that we've already been taught to fast. And so now that we have been taught to fast, here's, here's how you fast well. Uh, and, and then when you read throughout Acts, fasting is littered throughout Acts as well. Paul fasts for three days in Acts 9.9. 9. 
in, in, in the church of Antioch fast in, in Acts 13 too. It says, when or while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So so again, it's not a command necessarily, but it's an example of a church fasting together. So you've got Paul who's fasting for three days. You've got a church who's fasting for three days. Then you've got you've got uh, friends who are fasting in, in Acts 14 where Paul and Barnabas fast. And in Acts 14, 23, uh, it says that, and when they, that, that would be Paul and, and Barnabas, had, had appointed elders for them in every church with fasting and prayer, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So... There is uh, this idea that that fasting can be a personal thing. There's this idea that fasting can be a corporate thing, and that fasting can be a smaller, uh, more friendship type based thing as well. And then obviously the the big one of scripture, the big example of scripture uh, of fasting is when we see Jesus fasting for forty days in Matthew four. So fasting is is all throughout scripture, and yet uh, we as a culture and a society have have gone away from this discipline a little bit because in part, I think because we we don't love the terminology. And this really honestly is just a difficult uh, discipline to 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 really implement into our life because, we love food. And there's nothing wrong with loving food. God gave us food as a gift. And so it's not as though food is the enemy. And so we must now uh, avoid eating food. But rather, it's it's this idea that uh, we want to long and hunger for God more so that, so that we will engage in fasting. Uh, John Piper has this uh, this this cool little quote where he says that that you you fast to feast on God, and it's it's this idea that that we will abstain from feasting on food so that we can feast on God. That 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 man should not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so when when I when I think about that man that 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 begins to put some really practical legs on this discipline of fasting, where it's not just okay I know I should okay I know that this is something that that's being taught that's being preached that that I should do these things, but rather when I start to think about um, about am I hungering for the Lord is there am I am I in a season where where I'm really feeling God and if I'm not one of the one of the really practical ways to to begin to feel that again is to fast and and lean into my dependence on God because I want to fast so that I can feast on Jesus and that's that's what my soul really longs for. John Piper uh, has a, has another great quote, and I'm quoting Piper a, a bunch because he's got some great stuff on this. Uh, but Piper puts it this way. He says, if we don't feel the strong desires for the manifestation of the glory of God, it's not because you have drunk deeply and are satisfied. It is because we have nibbled so long at the table of the world. Our soul is stuffed with small things, and there is no room for the great. I mean, that's such an amazing quote. It's this, this, this kind of, for me, summarizes why we don't fast more as a people. It, Piper says again, he says, if you don't feel a strong desire for the manifestation of the glory of God, it's not because you've drunk deeply and are satisfied. It's this idea that, that just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that you're, you are uh, satisfied with God and that you don't need fasting. In fact, the opposite might be true. 
It might be that we have nibbled from the table of the world for so long that we've stuffed our souls with small things and there's no room for the great. And so what you then do is that if, if you are full of the world and what it has to offer, then perhaps a fast might actually break up some of that in your heart and increase our soul's appetite for God. A fast might actually show us the things that we've been nibbling on and then give us a hunger for more of God. Doesn't that sound like something that, that you want? It's something that, that I want and something that I want for, for us as a people is I want us to hunger for the Lord. And one of the most practical ways that we can do that is making fasting a regular, normal rhythm in our life. It's not just something that, that, we, will, that we just do once every quarter, once every year. It's not something that you, you just do when Lent comes around. But I think rather the idea is that... that Man, if we're hungering for God, if, if we want more of the Spirit, if we want more of God in our everyday life, then fasting has to become a regular rhythm for us. So then for you, how do you start? What are, what are some practical ways that, that we can fast, that we can begin to, to practice this discipline in our life? I would say uh, one is if you've, if you've never had a regular rhythm of fasting in your life, start small. Start small and and be intentional about it. So when I say start small, I mean uh, don't say I'm going to go out and fast for seven days, and and, and because you're going to go and I I mean there's a chance maybe that you are better than I and you you can just go from no fasting to seven day fast and that would be amazing. But man, start from a a, a sun up to sundown fast where you're saying hey from from the time the sun rises to the time the sun sets, I'm going to abstain from this thing. I would highly encourage that thing to be food. Uh, and because I think that that it's one of the easiest things in our life for us to feel that physical uh, reaction and response when we do not satisfy our flesh that's going to then push you into a, a, a prayer with the Lord, a time with God. So sun up to sundown would be a great place to start. Maybe you want to do a 24-hour uh, total fast. That's, that's a good place to start as well. Uh, maybe you just want to, to fast from breakfast and lunch that day, and then you, you break your fast with dinner. That's, that's great too. But I think all of it has to be paired with then, okay, I've, I'm starting small. I'm going to be intentional about how I'm doing this, when I'm doing this. And then you've got to have a why you're doing it. It's got to be for something so that when you when lunchtime comes around and you are not uh, sitting down to eat lunch, you're not just filling that time with more work, filling that time with more studying, filling that time with, with calling a friend, but rather you're saying, no, 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 this was the time that I had set aside for lunch. This is the time that I normally eat lunch every day. And instead of just working my way through lunch, instead of just pretending that, that I'm going to keep my brain busy so that I don't think about how hungry I am. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to be silent, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to press into the presence of God. And, and that's why you've got to know why you're fasting. That's why it's got to be for something so that you can then press into God in those times. And then as you, uh, you do this, you get to then uh, begin to, to set regular rhythms. So if you start small and you do it for a day, then try to do that for one day a month. Then try to do that 
maybe even one day a week and and begin to get whatever works for you, a, a schedule, a normal rhythm of fasting so that we can feast on Jesus, so that we can hunger for more of him, so that we can see God's uh, tangible work and presence in our life and that we wouldn't satisfy our souls with the, the small things of the world, but we would we would allow for there to be room for the great, allow for there to be room for the manifestation of the glory of God. And so for us as a college ministry, guys, what I would like to do is I would like for this week for us to practice what we saw in Acts 13, where there's a corporate worship. I would would like for us as we're scattered throughout America for us to take Wednesday and to fast together. Um, So, what I'm going to ask is that you fast from breakfast and lunch, and then we can break our fast together with dinner. Uh, and you can take a selfie of you breaking your fast. You can do whatever you want to do. Uh, share it with your city group. You don't have to necessarily post it on social media if you don't want to. But but as a as a uh, group, communicate with with your city group. Communicate with your your friends and say, "Hey, I'm going to fast on Wednesday. I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm not going to eat lunch. Would you fast with me? Would you join with me?" And then that way, you guys can be in prayer together. That way, you guys can can encourage each other. And then come dinner when you break your fast, you can share with each other what the Lord has showed you, what the what the Lord has done by fasting from breakfast and lunch. If you want to do more, you're welcome to do more. You don't have to necessarily break it at dinner, but I'm, I, I would love for us as a college ministry to to fast from breakfast and lunch on Wednesday. And if you're looking for a specific thing to fast for, I think that our current culture and climate is a great thing to, to fast for. How we as a people are doing in light of COVID-19 is a great thing to fast for. Spending some time with the Lord, uh, pursuing Him, pleading with Him on behalf of the people, I think that would be a wonderful and well worthy, well worth uh, a fast spent. So guys, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Uh, this is going to conclude our conversation on fasting. Let me know what you think. I hope that you will all enjoy or join us to fast on Wednesday together. Uh, and, and, and I hope to see you all again very soon.